This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it in for the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And Everson Walls mm-hmm. on Talking Cowboys on a Friday here at the Star in Frisco as we get you set for Cowboys and Patriots, a 325 kickoff Texas time on Sunday. And uh, we've got so much to get to as uh, news is broken over the last 24 hours that uh, affects what happens on uh, Sunday. Jason Garrett's just completed his uh, press conference. The team is out on the practice field. The special teams guys are out on the practice field. The rest of the team is inside on the practice field at Ford Center, as is their custom, as it's gotten a bit chilly and brisk out there. And so it's a good test for Brett Maher as well as L.P. Lattisar and Chris Jones out on the outdoor field here because uh, the elements on Sunday will not be ideal. Have you seen the weather forecast, Mickey? I think they're going to be uh, worse than ideal, Yes, as a matter of fact. Sunday, high of 44, a low of 30. And so since the game starts at 425 uh, Eastern time, that's nighttime. That's the, that's the we're getting the worst of it. That far east, that's nighttime. By uh, second half, it's going to be ugly. Winds ten to twenty miles an hour, uh, and the report is on Sunday the amount of rain that starts at a hundred percent in the day and seventy percent at night could reach an inch. Oh wow! Oh, okay, boy. so uh, you said <laughs> so it's going to be gonna be 40, wet and cold. Forty-four degrees with the wind of That's ten the to high. fifty. Okay, and I guarantee you, when the sun goes down, it's closer to. Okay, 30. well, right now here in Frisco, Texas, it's forty-five degrees, and there's more wind out there than what they're going to face on Sunday. So, so it's perfect for them. Perfect for those special teams out there right so, now. So the term that was a, a uh, what a subjective term. Subjective. Yeah, meaning uh, you said that uh, uh, they were ideal. I said less than it was less. So the the Patriots might like these. That's right. Yeah, exactly. They might. Yeah. Relative term, I guess. Someone said that normally when it's uh, bad weather and they're playing at home, they practice outdoors. Get used to it. Yeah, Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly right. We're comparing Dallas right now to New uh, That's exactly right. So they are going to need Zeke Elliott after all in this game, right? Yeah, you know, the narr- so he can play? The narrative that they're a passing offense only now, I think you might need your star running back in you, this game. Yeah, and you might need more than 44 yards in this game rushing. <laughs> yes, huh? yes. So we'll tell Jason not to you know, to go ahead and put him on the roster this week. Okay, yeah, make <laughs> you back to Get him on the 46, because yeah. all I know is uh, when uh, Baltimore beat uh, the Patriots. Mark Ingram ran for 115 yards. Lamar Jackson ran for 61 yards and two touchdowns. They ran for the three touchdowns of the four. I think they've given up rushing, and then they added another 27 and seven. So to me, that's almost that's like around 200 yards rushing. Yeah, but that comes from Lamar Jackson. 61. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Just the fact that he has 61, that opens it up for Ingram. Yeah. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure that's how that went. I I saw that game. I thought Belichick got completely 
outcoached. No, the that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> he was saving it for the postseason. Everyone was back shocked, then. defensively especially. You could just see the Patriots. They were like, what What just happened? There's comics going through here wearing number eight on his jersey. <laughs> and now Ingram is, you know, yeah. he's, 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 he's enjoying plugger, himself. Right? Yeah, he is. Well, he's a little quick. He's little quick. quick? Okay. He's quick, yeah. All right. He, uh, and, you know, when he puts that Ravens jersey on, he actually looks slower. You know, <laughs> did you do it with the Saints? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the color, the the culture. What is it? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you think Ravens, you think outdoors plotty, instead of indoors. Outdoors, you think you know. Yeah. Must have had black black cleats on. Yeah, yeah looked, well, that'll looked, do it. He looked like uh, I don't know Benny Malone or somebody coming through there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 210 yards by the Ravens okay. rushing in that Thank game. You. Lamar Jackson actually had more carries than Mark Ingram in mm-hmm. that game, 16 to 15. You're right. I mean, they just kept. Pounding away with Jackson, and they didn't really have an answer for it. Now they made some plays offensively themselves, New England, but that's the you know, Dak has not been that guy. They haven't used Dak in that way. Uh, he's been more of a pocket passer, and they kind of selectively use him. But that was something that worked against New England. Well, you can't you can't say that he he, he can't be used that way. Oh, he can. He can't he can't be that person. Mm. You know, you can't be Lamar. You can't use. Dak like that. That's just not what his game is. Now, he can run, but I don't think you want to make a, have a heavy dose of him. I think we're going to see a lot of it to see if, if the Patriots have learned the lesson. I mean, every coach does that. You know, whatever happens to you the previous week, if it was your Achilles heel, then let, let the, 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 the ensuing uh, game, the coach is going to see if you've learned your lesson. So we're going to test him and see if they've learned that, their lesson and see if they can stop a, That's a, a good point. quarterback. That's yeah. a good point because, you know, the screen game is something that worked against Dallas, against Minnesota, and you can bet it's part of the Patriots' offense anyway. But I'm fairly confident Heavy you can dosage. see that. Yeah. Heavy dosage. That's what they yeah. do and see like, if the Cowboys like can stop it. Jerry talking about holding that jello in your hand, you know, when you kind of get it balanced one way and then it flops the other way. <laughs> That's what happens in this game. You worry about what, one what, thing. What are you and Jerry talking? What are you and Jerry talking? <laughs> <laughs> one of Jerry's long-time analogies <laughs> on how it's hard to is take this, care of problems. Like the, uh, is this like the apple pie on the on the, the movie? I mean, what's he doing with the Jello? Actually, my, my my better analogy than his is it's like playing whack-a-mole. Once you knock down one mold, the other mold comes up, ah, right? Okay. Something always sprouts yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. All right, the Patriots have the number one defense, but when you look at their rush defense, they are 10th in the league in rush defense, but they have blown out so many opponents this year that you would think most of those opponents weren't rushing the football a whole lot, especially in the second half of those games. So you look at their yards per attempt, and they've given up 4.6 yards per attempt on the season. Well, it could be against the so-called prevent Defense, yeah. maybe, or yeah. there's some you know, of that just too. more of a protecting the lead. Yeah, you're, you're right. Defense. Well, could... this this doesn't make sense because Buffalo ran for 135 yards, so they must have had a big run because they averaged 6.1 an attempt. Hmm. Uh, Washington, and I don't understand this one. They ran for 145 yards, uh, and uh, Cleveland 159 yards. So but I don't none know of those teams were ever in the game, were they? Yeah, why would they have been running? You would have been throwing yeah. to catch up. It doesn't make sense. And then Baltimore, 210. Mm-hmm. 20, uh, 22 well, attempts. Well, Mick, you said it a couple of days ago, the fact that they are so unique with their front seven and they don't use a lot of down defensive linemen play-to-play, maybe that makes them a little susceptible in the run game. You know, But they, 
they're still pretty sound defensively overall. Oh yeah, and I, and I know that I think the the Eagles got up ten nothing in that game and then gained about twenty two yards on the next few drives. You know, they 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 have a way of buckling down on you. Have well, they, here's the ridiculous part about it: they've they, they lead the league. Uh, they've only given up thirteen touchdowns, but only nine on defense. They've had four returns for touchdowns against them. Interesting. Nine touchdowns so in ten games. Heel. Yeah, we found their Achilles heel. Yeah, you got to return. <laughs> you gotta, we got to go find somebody to Pick up a scoop and score. Yeah. No, these were all scoop and scores. Interesting. One interception, Interesting. three fumbles. I think Baltimore recovered a fumble in the end zone. So, yeah, nine, now think about that. Nine touchdowns on defense in ten games. Who's, who's ever heard of that? 85 Bears. You know the Ravens. Saints. The Saints in their Super Bowl year had a lot of returns. It's not, I seem to recall. All right, we're just getting started here on Talking Cowboys. We get to the elephant in the room when we come back in just a moment. What a tease! <laughs> Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and we've been joined this week by Everson Walls as well. We to talk about the Cowboys and the Patriots, and now what is that elephant in the room? That would be the linebacker, Leighton Vander Esch. Mm. Jason Garrett had his press conference that uh, concluded uh, just a few minutes ago this morning to get the official update on Leighton. And, Rob, were you doing a story on that? Yes, should be on the website. Um, not going to play this week. Not sure exactly when he's going to be back. I think Jason Garrett said hopefully fairly soon. He made a point of saying it's not a career-threatening injury. It's not even a season-threatening injury. But the question is when he'll be able to get back. Cowboys have a lot of games coming up in a short amount of time, and they just need that neck to calm down, Mickey. And it's something that probably is related to what he had a couple weeks ago where he missed part of the Eagles game before the bye, and then even after the bye, he didn't play against New York. And you're looking at two games in five days with Buffalo coming here next Thursday, three games in 12 days with a trip to Chicago the following Thursday. And Mickey is, if you're not watching on Texas 21, well, you can't see it anyway because we're seeing Leighton Vander Esch. <laughs> Mickey just motioned the out call for all three games, Mickey is calling it. Mm -hmm. huh? I, I would imagine so. And by the way, it's the wolf in the room, not the elephant. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Oh, wow. That's good. Cool. How about yeah, that? Nice. Yeah. nice. Um, they yeah. told me you say clever stuff every <laughs> <laughs> once a, once a week, maybe once a month. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my time of the month. Huh? <laughs> there it is. He took two. care of it. He He's just took care two. of it. keep going. I'm going to keep going. You're good for the year. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, think about it. You're going to play a game in four days after after Sunday, and he's not going to play that game. And then you don't get a long break, so it's only a week more. So I would think conservatively he's going to miss three games. Uh, Rob's right. It's not career-threatening. Mm -hmm. um, they're hopeful that he could get back at some point this year, uh, but it may take a while. They've got to let this thing calm down. Um, 
you know, and I haven't heard officially what it is, but when you hear neck and you're going to be out that mm-hmm, long, mm-hmm. you probably got a little bit of a herniation of a disc up there or something going on. With and when you've disc. already had something here a few weeks ago. Yeah, and it's kind of, it kind of uh, arose a little bit um, after the game on Sunday. Uh, and, and so, yeah, they've got to do whatever they can to let it calm down because now, you know, the, the downside, the worst thing is that you have to have fusion, sur- you have surgery, the Cowboys have had guys do that previously. Um, off the top of my head, uh, Daryl Johnston mm-hmm. had it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they go in and basically remove the disc and they fuse the two vertebrae together. Um, and he White played House. another year. Randy White? Yeah, I think Randy. Um, was it post, I, I wasn't, post-career? I think it was post. Post-career, Because mm-hmm. yeah. that's why he's he kind of stiff. Yeah, he can't even look and, up and, and the scary thing about that is you can you can do it once, but if if, if you have to do it twice because you put more pressure on the disc below or above mm-hmm. then you're basically stiff neck the rest of your life but they're not to that point no no and i'm saying but it it has happened when everybody goes is it career threatening and it chad headings had this the same uh, fusion surgery at one point and he came back and played. he looks good dj yeah, looks he great. looks real good yeah, right now dj just played one more year uh, and and he was basically and like, DJ look, played I can't, a year with that with, with, after the surgery. There's no way. Yeah, and of course he right? was, you, was, you would be done back, right? fullback. at fullback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, um, th- you got to be careful with this. And um, DJ's yeah. different because he's a moose. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, not a wolf. <laughs> That's what it is. Right? Oh my goodness. So yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. It's bad timing, especially the team they're going to play and how they play their. Uh, running backs mm-hmm. uh, and how much they throw to them. So, Sean Lee, you're up. Joe Thomas, you're I, up. I got no problem with Sean Lee covering backs out of the backfield. He's shown that uh, before. In fact, this week I was sitting there wondering, as many uh, three receiver sets as the Patriots use, I was wondering how much is Sean Lee going to even play in this game? Cause, right. Uh, That's a good point. As a Sam linebacker, well, yeah. he's going to play a lot now. Although I saw they may be uh, down uh, Muhammad Sanu. Yep. Um, it looks like he hadn't practiced yet this week, and I saw a story that pointed out that no one has played uh, for the Patriots this year if they missed the first two days of practice. Mm. So I don't know if that's an indication or, or how bad well, it is. That's a break for us because Sanu is extremely He's good, talented. right? Yes. And so that means they for their, uh, you'll have Edelman, uh, Dorsett got back into practice, and then their third guy will either be uh, Jacoby Myers or Nikhil Harry, who's played just uh, one game this year. The rookie uh, Myers has played nine games this year, so and, they would have but, to use one of the, those two guys. And Nikhil Harry is their first-round draft pick. He's a really talented guy, but as as I think any of us would know with Tom Brady, I mean, to get on the same page quickly with Tom Brady, I mean, you, you've you got to have it upstairs, right? Well, you, you have to be where you're supposed to be. Exactly. Just be where you're supposed to be. I'll get it to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It makes me, uh, I don't know, fills me with a little bit of hope. Uh, it's tough coming out and playing with an injury in these conditions that, you're, that we're expecting up in the East Coast. It's, it's, uh, that might be something good for us, not in regards to Van Der Escher or yeah. Sean Lee, but their wide receivers being a little bit hobbled or limited in some way. That's when you really put the pressure on. As a defensive back, even if I'm going up against Dorsett, I'm not going to back off of him the entire game. I'm going to be in his face the entire game, put pressure on him. And the weather itself, you know, inclement weather expected, it's, it's going to be tough for anybody who's injured to be out there, to be even close to 
to to eighty percent. And you know what Dorset, you know, it's a concussion thing. So sometimes when you've had a concussion, they want you to go out there and do something physical, and they listed them as limited, and then see how you, uh, if there's any residual effect of it. So just because he was limited doesn't mean he's cleared concussion protocol. He probably has to do something today to clear, and we've seen that happen before. And I think it was last week or the week before, somebody was in concussion protocol, and they ended up practicing on a limited base, and the next thing they know, they got ruled out. So we'll see where that one goes. But to Bill's point, you know, they, they get their running backs involved heavily, uh, not just in the running game, but James White, 48 catches. Burkhead, they're getting him back in the mix a little bit. Um, 18 catches already. So Michelle, Michelle. Michelle as well. Yeah. And so that's part of their short passing game. That's part of their screen game. They're going to try to get a lot of guys involved. They probably had to because you mentioned ever since some of the injuries they've had at wide receiver. Yeah, what about Van Der Esch? Um I've been watching him this year. Uh, the Jets game was kind of the, seemed like the beginning of the a, a, a tough season for him. Uh, he seemed to get a little exposed uh, trying to cover some of the running backs and, and playing pass. Uh, all linebackers have been really getting cut off uh, by these offensive linemen that are just in their faces, whether the uh, opposition is running wide or whether they're coming up the middle. You've got big defensive linemen in, in Smith's face, Van Der Esch, Sean Lee. You know, I, I, don't, I haven't seen the Van Der Esch that I was looking forward to this year. Uh, I've, I've seen him make way too many mistakes. And it was, had nothing to do with his ability. I was like almost guessing which, yes. which hole to fill yes. and not guessing right. Or yeah, not and they seem, he seemed reading to react right. and react uh, yeah. slower than usual. That's why these linemen are getting – these uh, the uncovered linemen against uh, Minnesota were so fast in their face. They did not have a chance. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with the defensive linemen not holding them up enough. As you know, I, I know that's been practiced you know, when I was here uh, with the Cowboys. But they are jumping out in their faces so much. I saw, Kill, I saw Smith um, just trying to run from the cut blocks. The right. chop blocks were coming at them. And then it was up, if it was up the middle, they couldn't get off the blocks. They right. were 10 yards down the field. So I saw Van Der Esch having the same problems, but – I expected more from him because he's the brute. He's that guy. Achille, uh, Smith, I keep wanting to call him Achilles Smith. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but Smith, uh, Smith is known to run. He's born. He's born to run. He's right. a lateral guy. But Van Der Esch has that lateral ability, but I expected him to be that brute up the middle. He was going to replace Sean Lee and be that guy that we could stop uh, the teams that can stop the teams from coming between the tackles. That's what I thought he was here for, which is what he did last year. This year has not been the case. Well, and the thing that Sean Lee has done throughout his career is, I mean, he dissects that play. He's Before so prepared. They even run it. Exactly. They even run the play. He, he can even pre-snap. He has an anticipation of where it's coming, and he can avoid those blocks. Yes, he and does. Stuff. And so that, and it's so, so it's something he has it naturally, and he has it through preparation. And I think Layton has that same work ethic, but. Still, you know, it takes some some time in this yeah. league to. I, I, Sean Lee, lat, was that last week? Just sniffed out the screen before it uh-huh. even happened. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, those are the kind of things that that I which have makes him not, a faster player. It does. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's what helped mm-hmm. me. If you can anticipate, then mm-hmm. yeah, you're one step ahead. You know, and I was so slow, so then that that evened things up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and, and you know, and I wonder if it it affects how the Cowboys play their linebackers in this game because of. 
I don't know how much you want Sean Lee man-to-man on James White and, you know, out in the flat all the time. And because he was having problems with, uh, with Rudolph and in the Vikings game. The Vikings game, yeah, right? Rudolph got so two good plays on the other thing that occurred to me is, well, maybe you want to play more dime, but now you're down a cornerback without Anthony Brown. And I'm wondering, because I heard, I can't remember if one of the coaches said this or, or, or maybe Jerry, um, if you you say, well, if I got to play dime, maybe I bring Xavier Woods back into the slot, and then put uh, uh, Thompson back at safety. That's something he did his rookie year, right? And that's what down he, that's stretch, basically what he played as down the stretch. Those young corners started playing yeah. as rookies. He was their slot corner. So that's interesting. That's in a pinch he can do that. Mm, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're getting beat underneath because mm-hmm. you know your slot guy's got to take Edelman. I mean, that's going to be Jordan Lewis, and, and, and you know, in the next. The next cornerback up is is good one, and they haven't really played him at cornerback. And we should point out Jeff Heath has been a full participant yes. in practice point. Ah, this yes. week. Yep. That helps. Yep. All right, we continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Just okay is not okay. Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open down. Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back 
to Talking Cowboys. The Cowboys host the third annual Christmas at the Star, presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, from Friday through December 21st, taking place at the Star in Frisco. Enjoy free, family-friendly events throughout the holiday season, including the Christmas Spectacular presented by Albertsons and Tom Thumb, and the opportunity to take a photo with Santa Claus. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com. And so that starts today. This is Friday. And thank God. Yes, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and, uh, wow, what a great football weekend this is, too. In the NFL, there's a lot of games and matching up winning teams against winning teams, including the 325 kickoff on Sunday, the Cowboys and the Patriots. All right, Mickey, I want to ask you, you're talking about the possibility of maybe using more dime. So in the dime defense, Sean Lee would come off the field. What? What, what do you anticipate uh, them going to more more than anything? Yeah, I, I still think they'll they'll probably play. Uh, well, they'll have to play a lot of nickel for sure. And maybe when you get into pure passing situations, you go to dime, uh, bring Xavier Woods down from safety, put him in the slot. Uh, you had Jordan Lewis in the other slot, and you play one linebacker. And I don't know if that one linebacker is consistently Jalen Smith or it could be Sean Lee. Uh, since he runs things so much. This is going to be, I think, a very cerebral game It is on both sides of the ball. Yep. Because as you talk about the person – and by the way, I didn't know you and Jerry discussed the game plan every <laughs> week. That's what pretty it sounds like, right? The game plan, Jerry's in the huddle, and, and you're listening to him. Yes. That's the main thing, Spag. You're actually writing that down. Uh, the, the cerebral part of it I can see is when you start talking about personnel, uh, it's going to be some Aaron Rodgers crap going on out there. They're going to mm-hmm. try and catch us with the wrong personnel many times. Go huddle real quick. Right. You know, Brady started that before Aaron Rodgers. So that's that's going to be part of that chess match that we're going to be seeing throughout the entire game. And the other flip side of it, on the other side of the ball, do how do the Patriots attack the Cowboys' offense? We talked about that a little bit today. They've proven here to be a, kind of a pick-your-poison offense, but do – does Belichick try to do what these other teams have done and shut down the run and with so much confidence in his secondary to handle up on the back end? You know, I, I, can, I can see Dak doing a lot. I mean, he always does a lot of audibly. I can see even more. You know, you, you might audible your way out of a, a, a good play. Yeah. They may, uh, you know, determine you to do that just by the look, just maybe trying to confuse you. That would be a worst-case scenario is audibling too much, uh, and therefore you can't control the pace of the game, like the uh, Saints game, where the crowd was into it. It won't be as bad, but as far as the confusion aspect of it, that could be something that they'd have to deal with, offensively especially. Maybe the rain will quiet the people down. Not in New England. I've been there, trust me. But, 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 you're, but you're right, and you know, because you got to figure out what all those linebackers are doing, right? And I had it put to me that it's more of an annoyance than anything else. Yes. Like you got you got to try to figure out what's and that, that's going gonna on. Be the problem. Right? That might that's slow be you the down. Problem. That's, yeah. Yes, it will. So that's what I mean about the pace itself. Dak won't be able to control that if he's still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. So I would imagine that if I'm an offensive coordinator, look, once you make a call, let's just go with go it. Go with it. Let's just go with it, and then you still read your keys and you still make a safe play. There's always, no matter what the play is, there's an outlet somewhere. You just have to find it. And, you know that outlet has to be available. So if the Cowboys can just all be on one page with that, I hope they did. I hope they were here at the star with a bunch of noise and all that because it's going to be 
it's going to be prevalent that they understand and to stay poised throughout the entire game. Because normally the center can help you with some of the calls, but the way they move their linebackers around outside, I don't know if the center can Can't see, see all, all of that, that stuff, right? They, they, he and Dak have to work together on that. Yeah. And, and the other lineman can help as well. And I think, you know, if, if he said it once yesterday, he said it ten times when they were when Kellen Moore did his uh, interview before the, pra- or the locker room opened up, and he kept using the word communication. Mm-hmm. He said, we got to communicate. We have to have great communication. And that's because I guarantee you, Philadelphia, they were off. They couldn't figure out who was coming, who was dropping. Five sacks, I think it was. In, in well, that and that game. was after Lane Johnson went out. They, yeah. they lost their right tackle. Well, they lost Peters, too. Uh, Lane I think, Johnson. Too. That was later in the game, but uh, things were going fine for them, protecting the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then they lost Lane Johnson, and it was like a rapid he, he fire. Five at sacks. He was coming there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing the Patriots do. They see a weakness, and they'll expose it very quickly. Uh, I suggest you go on uh, on DallasCowboys.com and check out the film room with Will McClay. He breaks down this Patriots uh, defense and then specifically shows three plays where how they use Jamie Collins. And on one of the plays, Jamie Collins is setting the edge as a defensive end. The next play he shows, he's lined up as an inside backer. And then he also shows him running a stunt inside, getting to the quarterback. Um, you know, Jamie Collins is a guy that has six sacks on the season. He's got three picks. He's got seven tackles for loss. They, and, you know, it's it's pretty that's versatility right yeah, there. Yeah, it's pretty much. Of course, he started his career with the Patriots, went away, and then he was at Cleveland and comes back to the Patriots. And you know, they're using him like they I, always I wanted say, to. I just have one more thought. Going back to the pace of the game, the Cowboys are going to have to go quick snap a lot. That's that. You see, there's the same thing. And Nate Newton always says, same thing. Make you laugh, make you cry. Mm, right. If you're a big guy, then yeah, you're going to bully somebody. But if you're too big. Then somebody's gonna run around you. So mm-hmm. there's got there's always uh, um, a disadvantage that you put yourself in when you disguise, and if we can catch them in in, in uh, while they're disguising mm-hmm. and go with the quick snap every once in a while, especially in key situations. Then that that way we can at times put the the the, the pace of the uh, team of the game in our favor. Maybe uh, go hurry up. A little hurry bit. up would be great. Right? Hurry up would be great. Because it's not like you got to take care of one guy when it comes to sacks for them. Collins has six. Uh, Van Noy has five and a half. Um, Adam Butler Adam has Butler out five of Duncanville, half. Texas. Really? He's really? an inside guy, 300-pounder, <laughs> and he's got five and a half sacks rushing from the inside. And Chase Winovich has four and a half he's sacks. He's a rookie. And then they've got a bunch of guys with three. So they're coming from all over. Hightower, Danny Shelton has three sacks. So their linebackers lead them in sacks, and that shows you how they're playing them as, like, stand-up defensive ends. Well, once again, Michael Bennett is going to factor into this game for the Cowboys' defense being inside rusher, maybe outside rusher as well. He's here because of those guys. They kind of changed what they did midseason. That's so Belichick, you know. They went more linebacker-heavy. And he didn't get on the field yeah, as much. Yeah, the question was going to come up, like, wow, we've, someone had to be a casualty, and I didn't even think of it, that, that Bennett was that obvious yeah. casualty. He was the casualty, and then he complained and became a big casualty. He did get suspended before the trade, right. but I think more than anything, they just didn't find enough snaps for him. Well, you know, well he, he found a way to get out. He found some snaps here. Yeah, that's yeah, he, good. Right, yep. three, sna- how, three sacks. How, how, how prevalent do you think he will be, he will be in – in the game itself. I mean, this guy, he knows their system. Yeah. And he's good. It's not like he's not any good. Some guy that's over the hill just trying mm-hmm. to 
And he can tell them because, you know, when when I asked him, and I think I said it earlier, uh, about why this thing works, and he he was saying that Van Noy, the most athletic guy he ever played with. Wow. And that uh, Hightower, uh, no, and then Collins. Was the smartest. Was the smartest. Yeah. 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 And then Hightower can do everything. And so you that's why they can kind of screw around back there and change things up because mm-hmm. these guys know how to do it. That's what they're doing. They're screwing around. They're screwing around, around back there with does the linebackers. Does Belichick know they're screwing around? Yes. Uh, he doesn't seem like he'd be the type to put up with. I mean, think about, yeah, think yeah. about when you go watch football practice. The middle linebackers here, the strong side linebackers on the line of scrimmage, the weak side linebackers over here off the line. I think it's and they're more, all in the same spot. I think it's more organized chaos. There you than, go. Uh, they, like they, they've been playing grab butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a reason they're not in one. I guarantee you, if you're if you're the quarterback, you probably think they're screwing around back there. Oh, let me go stand over here for a while. Okay, we're going to screw around some more here on Talking Cowboys here in just a moment. Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios. We're happy you could join us not only on DallasCowboys.com, wherever you listen to or watch the show on a daily basis, 11 o'clock every weekday morning. And by the way, next week will be Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Of course, Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday and also on Texas 21. We appreciate you uh, joining us here. And uh, let's talk about Cowboys and Patriots a little bit and what kind of atmosphere do you expect in Sunday's game as far as Cowboys fans at the game on Sunday? I, myself, when I saw the schedule, I went immediate, knowing that the Cowboys are playing New England this year, I immediately said, where's that New England game? Mm-hmm. If I was a fan and wanted to travel to a game, this is the game that I would have gone to. That is but I not the game I would that. pick. I, ain't gonna, I would not pick this game. <laughs> I, 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 told you, I wanted to be a basketball player because I hated the weather. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not going to watch that game. If I'm not, no. I'm, it's a little too I'm late in the year pick another for, game. for Covey. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, well, but. Championship. That's those what it tickets is. aren't available, I bet. Mm-hmm. You know, the Patriot fans, I don't know how they act, but are they selling their tickets so they can make money? Because that's what happens here, right? When when you see all these away, okay. Well, and that's let, what let me put it this way: that, that would be if it was just a regular game. But it's the this Cowboys too big, coming to right? town. Well, that's what I was about yeah, to say. It's okay, the Cowboys coming to town. Okay, we're pumped because they're playing the Patriots. Okay. How much are the Patriots pumped that the Cowboys are coming to oh, They're very oh, pumped. Very. Mm-hmm. They're I'll very guarantee pumped. It's not are. just about you know where they are statistically, the fact that they lost a game that they probably thought they shouldn't have lost. I'm talking about the Patriots. But it's also you know, it's just a matter of pride. They want to be, and they consider themselves, because of the championships, America's team. 
Let's just be real. They mm-hmm. are they said well, Kraft and Jerry Jones, they got this crap going on. You know, I think it has something to do with Deflate Gate, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. here comes Zeke Elliott, he's suspended. Yeah, they said Kraft might have been in there, you know, shaking his finger at the commissioner, like, you better get him because you got my guy. So no, nah, I think it's it's a personal game, just like the Falcons game two years ago. I believe it was when Blank and Jerry Jones were having a little, little. I don't want to call it the P fit, but yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but the other part of it is a few times that the Cowboys play the Patriots. I mean, this only happens once every four years, and for the Cowboys to go there, it's been eight years since they since they played there. I, and, I, and no matter what you think, when that star shows up, people want to be there to see it. Oh, yeah. Because they want to cheer against them. There's been one time this year on the road so far where it didn't seem like a cow, almost a dominant Cowboys presence, and that was New Orleans. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Saints fans, they didn't sell their tickets, but I mean, it felt like a home game last week in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's going to be a fair representation. Someday. Well, and then, okay, so now the, you take the primary players for the Cowboys. I mean, you take the Zeke Elliotts. You take the Dak Prescotts. We saw in their rookie year where they go on the road at Green Bay, at Pittsburgh. That stage was not too big for them. They've played on the highest level in college football. They you don't let you know how much they relish this opportunity to go play yeah, the Patriots we, we, at their we, place. We've seen – so much crap since then mm-hmm. that we've forgotten just how grown up Zeke and Dak acted mm-hmm. their rookie year. I mean, that was yeah. domination. Mm-hmm. They went into Pittsburgh. Into Pittsburgh. I talk about that game a lot. You're one of the few people I hear, I hear bring that up about not just you know how da- how well Dak and, and Zeke plays, but how how that team was so together at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had no doubt that they would win that game in Pittsburgh. There was no doubt. And the way they wanted it was so convincing. You know, they out Steelered the pit the Steelers, and, and I, I, I'm looking forward to them getting back to that again. That those games, that's the ones that gives me hope and and you know, positivity about them getting back on track again. Because that's pretty much it's we have we have a better team now. We have a better team now. No no uh, Dez, yeah, like- no Dez, but we have three. Heck of a receivers now that we did right. not have at that time. Oh, yeah. Amari's feeling better this week. He said that yesterday. He's been a full participant in practice. And I think, Mick, somebody asked him about Michael Gallup as a number two receiver, Everson. And he goes, I, I don't think he liked the question because he said, <laughs> this guy's a number one, too. Wow. And, and he's playing like it. You he know? Really is. And um, second year in the league, he's really growing up as a, as a you know, potentially elite receiver in this league week to week. And uh, sort of an example for you said about the excitement, the average ticket price for this game, $719. Is it really? Average. And I saw one site that it was as much as they were selling tickets on the secondary market for $2,200. I don't know where that let me, was. Let me, let me have that site. What was that? Yeah, site? right. <laughs> and, 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 and that, if for that much See money, I better, I better have a roof over my head, right? <laughs> it better be a suite right next to me, right? Now, you talk about Gallup and, and uh, number two receiver versus number one. Uh, Cowboys had more drops that's than right. anybody early on this season. I don't know if that's still the case, but I promise you Gallup has not been dropping any more passes. And after that, that one game. After that one that, game. After that game. Well, it was really a couple of games where he had. It was most noticeable in the Jets game, though, because the Jets they were game. missing Cobb and yes. Cooper, Cooper that mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. And, and now and they uh, lost the game. last game, the way he stepped up, you know, he knew Cooper was going to be hurt, uh, at least you know, hobbled a bit, and he stepped up, and, and Dak challenged him. The, the, Keller Moore challenged him, and he came through. That was a good game for him.
No drops, no turnovers. Over 100 yards. Start that right now. Mm-hmm. You want a key. If there was ever a game to play a clean game, it's got to be this one. No question. Yeah, those DBs are going to be after. Those cornerbacks are going to be in their faces, guys. I promise you, this is not just going to be a cerebral game from the coach's standpoint and their quarterbacks, but it's just going to be an all-out just gut check. You know, this is one of those games. Every once in a while when I played, I you know, try to be cute out there. I like to get a little backpedal going and, you know, get smooth and get loose. But there are some games when you're playing against the Redskins, you know, playing against a guy like Art Monk, you just got to get in his face. It's just you, me and you, just the whole game. You know, I don't have anything to say to you. don't have anything to say to me. We're going to speak with our play. And this is going to be one of those games. You can, whatever your style is, you trash talk, you know, if you're quiet, if you're cerebral, whatever. But this is going to be a game that's going to be a gut check for these specialty players as well. Got one minute left in this segment, so I hesitate to bring this up because we don't have enough time. We can carry it over to the next, our final segment here. I'll, I'll be short. How important? How <laughs> important? You are is, short. <laughs> <laughs> how, just how important is this game for the Cowboys? I mean, obviously from a from a season standpoint, but but even just more than telling a tangible, them, yeah, it's a telling themselves it's, it's, what it's they a, are. It's a barrier. It's a thermometer right now. It's, it, this is we're gonna see where we are. We we have to see where we are right now as a team. I think we can still lose the game and still be in in good you feel shape. Feel good in the about NFC yourself. As a, yeah. yeah, depends on how you lose that game. Mm-hmm. And so the numbers themselves for wins and losses that wouldn't matter this week. We could still. We have to win out or maybe one more loss after this. But this game will not ruin our playoff chances. I think it's more – it'll be as much of a confidence thing as it is a something in the standings, right? Because even if you play really well and lose, at least you'll feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you go down there and flop around – it's like God. Well, every we, time we haven't gotten any better. Yeah, every since, time we right. play one of these good right. teams, this is what we do. Yeah. Well, the other thing, it seems like for any team, but especially since we follow the Cowboys, in the seasons where they go to the playoffs, they have a stretch of the season where they where they get on a roll and they accumulate a number of wins in a row. They're playing very well mm-hmm. to get there, and and obviously it's trite, but you got to continue to improve as the season goes along. And why not against the best in the league? And they did that last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that last yeah. Year. I can right. remember Tom talking about Landry talking about that all the time. You wanted to streak into the playoffs. Yes. You didn't want to limp in. Yes. You wanted to streak into the <laughs> playoffs. True. It's time to streak. <laughs> Streaking time. Did you streak, Bill, in college? <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> As we come back here on Talking Cowboys, it's our picks oh. to click in New England. Oh, man. <laughs> Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Just okay is not okay. 
Whether it's cheerleaders or your wireless network, AT&T is America's best wireless network. Best network based on GWS1 score September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor US Essilor. See more, do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say... It's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to Talking Cowboys. Would you believe when I was at the health club this morning, there was a guy with some Jack Black product. (laughs) How about that? What, on the elliptical machine? He had his Jack Black out? Uh, I think it was in the locker room, Bill. And Jack Black's got a pre-Black Friday sale going on right now. If you go to the website, they have what's called Jack's Famous Five. And they have a little wheel up there, and you hit the button, and it'll spin and tell you what you get for free if you purchase $65 or more. So you get Jack's Famous Five. I ordered it, by the way. Mm. Own money, okay? And then they threw in three free products, Protein Booster Skin Serum, Turbo Wash, and All Over Wash for face, hair, and body for free and free shipping. Go to getjackblack.com. All right. Very I good. Use, I use hot water. Hot yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm a hot water guy. <laughs> All right. Everson asked me I'm, this week I've been wearing this cap. It's not for Team Jack Black, but it is Team Jack, okay? And this is for the Team Jack Foundation. And as you all know, one of my favorite players in the league happens to be a New England Patriot. That's right. That would be Rex Burkhead. And Rex became friends when he was at the University of Nebraska with Jack Hoffman. Jack Hoffman had brain cancer. The Team Jack Foundation uh, funds research for pediatric brain cancer uh, research. And... um, They've they've raised all sorts of money. It was the ESPN Play of the Year mm-hmm. when at the Nebraska Spring Game they handed the football to Jack. Mm-hmm. This is now going back six or seven years ago, and he ran for a touchdown in front of seventy five thousand people <laughs> at their spring game at Nebraska, whatever. And anyway, they visited the White House. I mean, they became fast friends. Rex does a um, a charity event for Jack, uh, who's now I guess he's around. He's probably a teenager by now. Um, and so anyway, this week I decided I'm going to wear my Team Jack hat to uh, support the Team Jack Foundation since we're playing the Patriots. Very good, Bill. So good. good stuff, good. man. So you, you missed go. us giving, uh, giving Burkhead a lot of love last, uh, yesterday. Yeah, I, I heard, yeah. I heard yeah, you. you. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad y'all did because mm-hmm. I, I would have gone on and on. We wouldn't have enough time. <laughs> if but it was up this to is Bill, not, he'd still be playing with the Cowboys. But this is not Rex's week. This is the Cowboys this week, the right, Cowboys as we make week. our picks. Yes. Who wants to go first? Our pick to click and our pick for the game. 
All right, I'm going going to go first. And I know this is wishful thinking, (laughs) but I am looking forward to – can I just put my my cornerback duo as one – one pick. Yeah, I, I yeah. Think our you can do whatever you want to. With I your think pick our cornerbacks are going to do well. I look for one of them to get an interception. It's just shut me up for once <laughs> this year about talking about how they can't play. I look for the Cowboys to win. I really do. Uh, I pick the Cowboys to win every week. So, you know, whenever you ask me this at the end of the uh-huh. week, I'm going to say Cowboys. Cornerbacks <laughs> so, uh, and Cowboys. That's good. That's good. I'm Which stick. is the quarterback that has the best chance to get a pick? I wanted to say Byron Jones because this guy is so athletic. But you know, when you make a Pro Bowl with no picks, you know, no no motivation you don't for need him. Any picks, yeah, yeah, no motivation for him. But I, I think I think uh, Awuzie okay. will, will finally uh, turn around and look for the ball. All right, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> to honor number twenty-four. I'm going to go stick with defense and go with Sean Lee. I know we talked about him earlier. We know now exactly he's got to have a big role in this game. The two games where Van Der Esch was limited or inactive against Philly and New York, mm-hmm. Sean had, I think, 23 tackles yes, and did. was all over the field. Yes. And given this matchup, he's got to show up big in this game, too. So got my eye on number 50 this week. Good choice. I will take – did you have a pick? Did you pick the game? Did I pick the game? Yeah. Wow, this is this is tough. I've been leaning. I've been leaning towards. You tried not to, Bill. You, uh-huh. you, you had to <laughs> I'll go with Dallas because I think they. Every time we think they they can't win a game, or it's Philly before the bye, or the Saints last year, they get they get like a signature win. I'll take the Cowboys. Okay. You have a score? Uh, whatever Mickey picks is fine. Whatever I pick is yeah. fine. <laughs> um, I will take number twenty-one, Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. I almost took him. He is going to get past that line of scrimmage because they don't have very big defensive linemen playing. And once he gets in the open field, you're going to see the guy from Ohio State. Mm. I will pick the Cowboys to win 23-20. 23-20 Cowboys. That's good. And I'm going with Michael Bennett as my pick-to-click <laughs> this week. He's going to get in the face of one Tom Brady as we are about out of time here on Talking Cowboys. And we will talk at you again next week. Oh, I forgot to make my pick. Oh, oh, we ran out of time here on Talking Cowboys. Sorry. 